bet you I'm gonna be a big star Might win an Oscar, you can never tell The movie's gonna make me a big star Hello and welcome to Meet Me at the Movies. Noel T. Manning II here. Uh, we're glad you could join us for this uh, escape and this journey into cinema. Uh, beside camera one, uh, Bugsy Malone is here. Uh, you know, straight from the uh, the streets of wherever he's uh, serving as a gangster. Bugsy, good to see you, man. Nice to be here. Uh, it seems like a lot's happened in the past week since I saw you last. <laughs> it does. I got my car washed <laughs> and I bathed the dog. And I heard you went to Taco Bell or got tacos. Uh, no, or we ordered. We ended up ordering Papa John's instead. Oh, okay. All what right. have you been doing? Well, yeah, nothing much. Really? <laughs> See, I, I I troll Facebook a lot, and I get the impression that maybe you've maybe you've been busy. Well, I think that was Tim. It was just digital enhancements. Uh, that, that was Tim uh, Foster and Derek. They were the ones that took that trip uh, along with Elvis Nomesley. No, wasn't you? No? <laughs> well, I think Tim was at the Christmas show last Yeah, weekend. well, yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, yeah, I was, I was in Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, an unexpected trip. Um, got an invite to go see the Irishman. How do you get an unexpected trip to Hollywood? <laughs> well, that, it just happened. Um, I got invited to go. Not to me. Oh, well, I'm, I'm working on that, man. I'm working on that. <laughs> yeah, I bet you are. There's a new film. I'm waiting. The Irishman is coming yeah. out. Uh, it's a new film. Uh, it's, it's actually in select theaters now. And then the 27th, uh, you're going to be able to see it on Netflix. And it's a Netflix original, uh, much like last year when I flew up to New York and saw Roma and got a chance right. to, to be there for that and for right. that Q&A with uh, Alfonso Cuaron. Same thing happened this time. Got contacted by Netflix, and they said, hey, uh, we want to invite you to, to come to Hollywood, uh, to the Chinese theater, the world-famous Chinese theater, and see I think Yeah, I did place an order with you. I never got the food <laughs> right, You did. You ordered, yeah, and I got to tell you, that Peking food duck. that I brought back did not, did not hold out too well on the plane. So, sorry, sorry. But they invited me to come see The Irishman, and, and I did not realize it, but it was the red carpet screening for that oh. particular film. So, oh, all the stars are there. They're taking the pictures. You know, they've got everything blocked off. So they're there. Um, and that was the reason that, that, you know, I was being invited to, to come be a part of this. As a critic, though. As a critic. As a critic. As a, yeah, exactly. So where do you stand? Are you with the masses, or do you have a special box when you're watching the red carpet? Well, the red, well, they, they, uh, they ushered, they basically ushered in all the, the film critics to their seats. Okay. But you could, you know, you had your assigned seat. So you weren't outside watching them but you come could, in. Yeah, you could get yeah. up and go outside and watch. Right, So, right. Uh, But no, you didn't have a box. They just wanted to make sure you got in the theater. I got but, you. But uh, the red carpet was, was pretty fascinating. And there's some great pictures that, that we've got, too, that you can see some of that. And also some video uh, of some of the red, red carpet. I think we've got that. Um, I downloaded so, something. So we'll I see. Know. I haven't looked at but, it. Uh, it, was, uh, it was just an amazing experience, but, uh, but Netflix uh, offered to fly us out and, uh, and kind of take care of us, and it was two days of just crazy, just pure crazy, and I was able to get up a day early, which gave me a little extra time. And so I get up, uh, you know, I get up there on Wednesday, um, and uh, Wednesday night kind of explored uh, where Forrest Gump was running on the, you know, the pier, oh, Santa Monica Pier. Okay. Uh, Venice, uh, the Venice Beach Boardwalk did that. And then uh, Saturday morning, I mean, not Saturday morning, I've lost track of days, but the next morning. You world travelers I, well, have that I don't problem. Know, the next morning I wake up and I'm determined to do something adventurous and, and uh, I hike Runyon Canyon, which is a beautiful canyon that uh, has these great over, overlooks of Los Angeles and Hollywood. And it was just gorgeous. And you could see the Hollywood sign 
and all of that, that as one? well. Yeah, that yeah. sign, okay. that particular sign. And uh, I was told when you finish the canyon, you're going to be pretty worn out because it's a pretty torturous hike. And it was. And that is it. that's even for somebody in shape. And uh, that I am not uh, as in the, the in shape that I used to be. But I is that where they it. found the black dahlia? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly where it was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Just thinking. So survived it, and I was told to go to a place called Trivago Coffee. Uh, great coffee, bagels, and all of that stuff, but they said they also have great lemonade, and after a hike like that when it was 90-plus degrees, you're going to probably want some lemonade. Yeah. yeah. Go down and get the lemonade, sitting around looking to see if I see any stars. I don't, but I do see the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and they've got some things blocked off, some barricades. And I'm, so I asked, what's, you know, what's going on? They said, oh, there's somebody getting their star today. I said, oh, well, who is it? What's well, Harry Connick Jr.? I'm like, oh, oh well, okay. well, when is that going to happen? They said, eh, 30 minutes. I said, really? <laughs> okay, I'll hang around for that. So I uh, hung around, and uh, Renee Zellweger was there, uh, as you can see in this picture, and I've got some photos of her that I've, I've shared as well. I'm a fan of both of theirs. It was, it was really wonderful to just kind of stumble upon that. Uh, she, was, um, you know, she introduced him. She has worked with him uh, over the years on various things, been a longtime friend of his. Uh, he came with his wife and three daughters, and he's been married for decades, you know, probably 30 years, I think is what he said, to the same woman. You know what the most amazing fact about what you just told me is that someone in Hollywood has been married to the same person for 30 years. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> uh, well, I, I, another thing I did was I went to Quentin Tarantino's uh, New Beverly Cinema. He owns this cinema that's kind of like a Don oh, really? a Rogers Cinema. It's his. Mm -hmm. He owns it. And um, he, uh, he shows a lot of his films, but also a lot of films he's loved on film. So that's oh, the thing. Okay. Everything's shown on film. So the uh, film that was screening uh, the night that I wanted to, to go see the cinema was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> so it was his film, and he had cut together some extra trailers and some extra footage that wasn't in the film and showed it beforehand. Oh. Uh, and then he had one of his... Uh, one of his crew members kind of come out and talk about and to kind of explain what was going on and yeah. what we were going to see. Yeah. And that was pretty fascinating. I'll bet. Um, that was just uh, to, to see his film in his theater, but also the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood connection to it. Right. Being there in the midst of it, that was a blast. That's interesting. And uh, so that was, uh, and I saw Tarantino right before I went in. He was in the restaurant that I was in. Oh, so okay. uh, I didn't speak to him because I, I, I'm not Just, that guy that's going to yeah. go up and introduce some, in, interrupt someone who is uh, right. eating a meal. Right. But he was right there. Uh, but I did see one of my. He seems kind of like the guy that wouldn't really care. He probably wouldn't care. Yeah. But right beside him was one of my friends that was a film critic. So I went up and started talking to my <laughs> film critic friend, <laughs> so I could be literally. You so know, did you blow off Tarantino? You were looking at the your friend. <laughs> He wasn't at the table with Tarantino. No, 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 no. He, he was, was just, at the table next to Tarantino. Ex exactly. Yeah. So it was. Uh, so it wasn't like you came up to Tarantino's table, talked to the other no, guy, no, 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 no. and blew off no, no, Tarantino. No, I didn't go up to, to Tarantino. Which, by the way, would have been really cool. Would have been. Well, I was going to ask him if he was having a Royale with cheese, but I figured he's probably been asked that. Quite I bet a few he's times. heard that a time or two. Yeah, so I stayed away from that. <laughs> But uh, that was a kind of a, an added uh, bonus as well, kind yeah. of unexpected. And, uh, and there were you know, stars everywhere, um, stars that you knew, but also just other character actors that you would recognize. You'd say, the oh, faces you know, the names you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so they had the screening. and uh, the Free entire, Twizzlers? No, no we, uh, we had free popcorn and free drinks. Eh. No Twizzlers, sorry. Milk Duds? No. no Milk Duds, no. No, no candy. 
Cheapskates. No candy. No Cheapskates. candy. Uh, so we went in uh, into the Chinese theater, this iconic place, uh, you know, watched this three and a half hour film. Uh, I will say this about the Chinese theater. Free uh, catheters? If it's three and a half well, hours. Uh, you, you, you needed to have some long legs, you need to be able to stretch your legs. Yeah. Uh, about two and a half hours in, I, my, my bottom side and my legs just could not take it anymore. So I got up and ended up standing for the next uh, hour. and. I kept getting these complaints from the people behind me. Sit down up front. <laughs> oh, you didn't walk out. You mean? just stood up. What do you mean? Nice. Sit down. So, uh, but but the cast. No intermission. Out no of intermission. Well, I mean, you know, like an old school intermission. No, just straight yeah. through. But okay. uh, b prior to the film, Scorsese and the cast came up front, and uh, they just kind of waved to everybody, and then they left, and then they started the film, and then there was an after party, uh, just across the street, and the after party was what was just absolutely. Um, kind of mind-blowing uh, in many ways because, you know, when you think about the typical Hollywood party that you yeah. see in film or in TV shows, right. this was it magnified. Hmm. Um, it took place, they, they, they blocked off this whole bottom le level of this, this hotel and they had the pool. And so every, you know, you had all these cabanas and people sitting around the pool. You had this huge hamster ball with a woman inside this hamster ball inside, yeah, 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 life-size <laughs> hamster ball, and she's, you know, she's dressed like somebody from the 50s inside this hamster ball on the water, going across the water. There's a picture of it. Groovy, baby. Wow. It's crazy. You, know, you don't see that in Bowling Springs. No, 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 you don't. I, you know, you, maybe on Lake Hollifield once in a while, <laughs> maybe. But uh, you had several different rooms that were designed to look like they were from the you know, 50s, 60s, and 70s, and you had... Uh, Actors walking around in period costumes, you know, one, you know, taking pictures with you. They had the photo booths. They had all of the stuff to, and surrounding the the Irishman to, to kind of tie you into this this gangster kind of lifestyle. And um, there were people around every corner. And uh, you know, going out of the pool. I remember John Savage. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was in yeah. uh, Godfather films. He was there, and I just happened to, to bump into him. And um, you know, he's aged a little bit. Of course, you know, we all have, but. Uh, got a chance to, to see him. Tony Braxton saw her. Uh, and um, the, the one guy that I was really happy to bump into, and it was, it was just a pure accident, uh, I was coming around the pool, and then there was this kind of bar area, and there was this couch, and there were a lot of people there. And I saw him try to walk behind the couch. Well, there's a security guard that says, you can't come back here. I said, okay. And I'm thinking, I'm just trying to get around, but I don't know what's going on. So I walk this way, and I look over, and I realize, oh, because there's Joe Pesci sitting on the couch. He didn't want me to walk behind him and, you know, put, my, you know, put him in a well, headlock yeah, or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. And so I just stood there, uh, you know, kind of taking everything in for a couple minutes, and I, I noticed the, the person who was his handler or his, uh, you know, his publicist, and I just walked up to her, introduced myself, and just asked, you know, if I could just say hello to him. And, um, and she, she said, give me just a second. So she leaned in, talked to Joe, and Joe said, <laughs> so, like, yes. So I went in, you know, and, and we talked, and, um, you know, I just, you know, told him that his performance in this film was amazing, and it was incredible to see him uh, on the big screen again. I said, it was great to see you on the big screen again, and uh, I said, you were just incredibly vulnerable as an actor. You, you provided this kind of glimpse of humanity through someone who is in the midst of the middle of being a mob boss, and, 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 but yet you want to connect with humanity. And that was what you saw in his character. It was like, you know, he wasn't just this guy that sent people out to kill people. Mm -hmm. 
he wanted to connect and, and have a conversation with a, with a little girl, you know, and, 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 and be able to be well-liked by everybody. And that was just a really interesting thing that he was able to, to put across. And I told him that, and I said, it just, it really spoke to me. I was, I was great, it was great to be able to see that. And he said, he said, thank you so much. That really touches me. He says, uh, you know, I never, I didn't take a retirement. I didn't take a vacation from film like people have said. He said, but I'm at a point in my life that I've, I've had the money. I've done well with my money. Right. I've managed it well. I've, I've didn't have to take roles just for a paycheck like some actors decide they want to do. Right. He said, I will only gonna take, I'm only going to take the roles that I want, the ones that speak to me. And he said, yeah, when Marty calls, Martin Scorsese, when Marty right. calls, that kind of speaks to you. You know, if he's asking you to do something, you, you, you get interested. You assume it's going to be a quality exactly. piece of work. But, yeah. but he was just, he was so incredibly nice and, you know, he wanted me to kind of get in on his eye level and so we just kind of sat, we talked for about 10 minutes. You were down there pretty low then because he's not a tall guy, <laughs> Well, he right? was sitting down too. So wow, yeah, I was, okay. I, was, I was on my knee, you know, bending down talking to him. But uh, I was just really impressed by his kindness and his willingness just to have a conversation with me doesn't fit the stereotype no, of doesn't. him trivia about joe pesci that you don't you said you didn't know no, although no. i told you i didn't i told you dealt with uh, frankie Boys. valley and the four seasons yeah he introduced frankie valley to the four seasons no they way. were singing without him he pesci knew all of them said you need to talk to this guy if you they were wanting to add a fifth member or a lead singer or something so so he actually brought frankie valley to the four seasons I had and no teamed idea. Him up. Yeah. I had no and idea. He was actually a character in Jersey Boys. And you saw Jersey Boys. Yeah, I saw it in Bloomingthal a couple yeah. years ago. Great wow. show. Yeah. Wow, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Well there you go. Trivia from Greg Tillman, right over there. Side camera. I one. know all this useless stuff that it's, does me no good in real life. It's good stuff, man. It's good stuff. But well, we're gonna take a break. We'll come back and talk uh something about something. Uh, we'll see. Um <laughs> we do have some gangster films on take five we might get to that are Scorsese related gangster films. Uh, and we do have a review of The Irishman, and we, we're trying to decide if we're going to wait until next week when Thomas can join us and do the review. We'll, 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 we'll talk about that during the break, but we've got more coming after this intermission. We just don't know why. We don't know why, but stick around. <laughs> stick around uh, right here on C19 TV's Meet Me in the Booth. search everywhere but none can compare with my wild Irish rose Irish rose my wild only two years until graduation then what the Advanced Manufacturing Academy is a partnership between Cleveland County Schools and Cleveland Community College. It offers you, rising 11th graders, the chance to learn job skills, earn valuable credentials, and complete your high school studies all at the same time. By completing the Advanced Manufacturing Academy, you'll graduate high school ready to start work at way above minimum wage. Check out the Academy and give yourself a head start on a great future. Hi, I'm Tim Foster from C19 TV. I'm Rob Brute from KTCBroadcasting.com. And I'm Fuvio Brooks from C19 TV Sports. Join us for Armchair Quarterback. What's in store on the gridiron in 2019? Can Shelby win a 6 2A state title in seven years? Will Kings Mountain challenge for a Western 3A title? How will Burns handle the transition to 2A? And can Crest return to dominance in 3A? Every week we take a look at all four Cleveland County High School football teams. Southwestern 2A Conference foes Burns and Shelby, and Big South Conference foes Crest and Kings Mountain. 
We will look at what happened the week before and look ahead at what's coming up this week. Each week this season, we'll be naming our armchair quarterback Jamming Jay's Pizza Factory Player of the Week. We will also break down the SEC, ACC, and Gardner-Webb football. We'll also do the NFL and the Carolina Panthers. Nobody covers Cleveland County High School football like armchair quarterback. Don't miss another great season right here on C19 TV. I would tell anybody that's interested in getting broadcasting that um, this is a really exciting field to be in. The possibilities are endless. And every day is different. Um, there's always something new. Um, you're always on your toes. It's, I think the good thing about you know a school like Cleveland Community College is they're really good at keeping up with the latest technologies. My experience um, with the broadcasting program has been everything and more. I've hosted a television show here. I've done radio shows, I've made my own commercials, all kinds of exciting things, digital animation. And I've never thought I'd have a career in news that I enjoy. It's just really exciting to you know, have a career where you're in control of what two million people in the area are watching every night. It's really exciting and enriching and fulfilling work. It doesn't feel like a job. I mean, I get to hang around all day and make television. I mean, just listen to that. Now the question is, are you ready to start your journey today? They're gonna put me in the movies. They're gonna make a big star out of me. Welcome back to Meet Me at the Movies. I think we've decided we are gonna hold the Irishman review until next week. But I sure. will tell you, um, giving it an A rating, I'll go ahead and tell you that up front. So that's the, that's the, the spoiler. Okay. I'm giving it an A rating, uh, but it is a long film, uh, three and a half hours long. So uh, if you go to a theater, uh, like you said, have a catheter, just like uh, Mr. Tillman said, or just have a, you know, a bottle beside you or something. <laughs> I don't know. but um, I'm sure Lisa at AMC <laughs> would love to hear that yeah. advice. <laughs> yeah, we don't recommend. We don't recommend that. But uh, we are going to hold the review till next week, but it is open in select theaters now, and on the 27th of November, you can watch it at home on Netflix, but I will highly recommend watching this in a theater if you get a chance. Uh, to see Pacino, Scorsese's work, uh, and De Niro, and Harvey Keitel, and Joe Pesci, so many others uh, on the big screen in this mobster film that covers decades. Uh, check it out. You but think Scorsese I, would have gotten all the, mo all the mobster stories told by now, right? Well, but, you would think, and that's what we're going to actually talk about, yeah. is, is other mobster films yeah. uh, from Take 5. These are, this is Scorsese and the mob. So this is, uh, these are films that you should watch Maybe before watching The Irishman. You don't have to. It's not like you have to know these. But the guy, you know, he's drawn to films of, of faith, family, and crime. He almost studied for the priesthood, I think, when yeah. he was younger. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah there, absolutely. There, there was definitely that. But, uh, but he, uh, you know, he's always drawn to those topics. And there have been some of his films that were just so heavy on the faith. A few years ago, the film Silence yeah. uh, was just incredible. And i got to tell you, Probably um, the actor to continue to look toward for success in years to come is Adam Driver. And, you know, Adam Driver, many people were first introduced to him as Kylo Ren, but right. he is not one of those that's just banked on the Star Wars stuff. Right. He's got five films that have come out this year. And he can do comedy, he can do drama, 
he can do do it all. And uh, the only time Driver, I've seen him do comedy was on SNL last season, and he just killed it. Oh yeah, yeah. well, in Logan Lucky. If you saw the movie, Logan I haven't Lucky, yet. It's you got to watch list. that. You know, yeah. he's in that, and he does incredible comedy. I just watched him on the way back home, uh, on the plane, The Dead Don't Die, the Bill Murray right. zombie flick, and it was he and Bill Murray, and he was just kind of this dead. He was deadpan, but it was so funny. Yeah. But he's incredibly talented, and he's worked with Scorsese, and I think you're probably going to see him doing more stuff uh, in the future. But uh, that's my face to follow. And when awards come around, there's a movie called The Marriage Story. Mm-hmm. And if you thought Kramer versus Kramer was the film that deals with family breakup, you ain't seen nothing yet. That's saying something. And it's not a comedy, I bet. It's not a comedy. Yeah. But uh, I, I, will, I, will, I would be shocked if he does not get a Best Actor nomination. Out really? Of that. So uh, Take 5. Sorry, we, we veered off just a bit. Take 5, these are Scorsese and mob-related films, uh, all connected to the ones he's done. He's done so many. Uh, mean Streets, back in 1983, this was the first collaboration with De Niro and Scorsese. And if for no other reason to watch this film, that is why to watch it. Uh, in order to fully really appreciate the Irishman and appreciate their relationship, I think it makes sense to go back and watch the first time they were together right. on film. Uh, an amazing film, and this is a film that actually... Uh, filmmakers like uh, Quentin Tarantino and Spike Lee look to to say this is the one that kind of inspired them, right. uh, and they take um, uh, you know as influent as influential. So, Mean Streets from 1980. But not a big film in its day, though. No, it really wasn't. It really kind of really under wasn't. the radar. But yeah. uh, I'm sorry. Kind of under the radar. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I thought you said rated R. I'm like, yeah, all his films are rated R. So <laughs> Hugo wasn't. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's right. Not all of his films. But, uh, but many of his films that are aimed at adults, very yeah, much so. Yeah. Very much so. Uh, good uh, R-rated children's films just seem like a, <laughs> that's an unexplored genre. No, that's a cool world uh, is what that is. Um, Goodfellas. You know, you yeah, oh, can't yeah. talk about Scorsese yeah, yeah. without uh, Goodfellas. I mean, Did you tell Pesci he made you laugh? <laughs> no, I didn't. But I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. I make you laugh. No, I did not. All I right. stayed away from that. But Pesci in that, uh, De Niro, Ray Liotta, Paul Sorvino, uh, you know, just to, uh, to me, if you watch this film, the most important aspect of the film, other than the storyline and the characters, uh, is the camera work in this oh, film. Yes. It was something very um, unique and very storytelling with the camera work, so highly recommend that, uh, the acting, and also the soundtrack for this one had a really great kind of supporting role, and Scorsese loves using soundtracks uh, and finding ways to do those uh, different. Uh, Sharon Stone, De Niro, and, uh, and others in Casino. Right. Uh, Don Rickles. One. Don't forget Don Rickles. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. And there was, uh, in The Irishman, there is a character playing Don Rickles. Really? As well in The Irishman, <laughs> which is kind of fun. Yeah. But Casino from 1995, uh, just a you know, wonderful on-screen on, on chemistry with everybody uh, in this. And, and the leading cast was just phenomenal. And Gambling and crime kind of go together, uh, especially in the Scorsese films. That was 1995? That was 95, yeah, mm. 1995. Uh, 2002, talk about gangs and gangsters, Gangs of New York. Uh, when you saw, uh, you saw With these... With your uh, buddy. Uh, yeah, Daniel Day-Lewis, yeah. Uh, DiCaprio uh, coming together. And this was the first collaboration with DiCaprio and Scorsese. And a period piece in the 1860s, uh, you know, some of the most amazing fight scenes and some of the most memorable fight scenes, mass chaos fight scenes, 
that I think uh, are really anywhere on film. And they were choreographed so well, but yet they just felt so natural. Yeah, this one I haven't seen. Oh, you haven't seen Games in New York? Man, you need to see it. Yeah. And the editing uh, is just brilliant. So Gangs of New York, need to see that. Uh, and then also in 2006, uh, The Departed. Uh, this is uh, Matt Damon, DiCaprio, and Jack Nicholson coming together uh, in a film that was a remake of a Hong Kong film called Internal Affairs. It's a twisted tale of family, uh, and it really just wonderful performances as well. So The Departed yeah, that's a great movie. Is, is I have seen that definitely one. worth checking out. And it's amazing to me that when you look at his body of work, and this is just a... You know, this is just a handful. Oh yeah. Of his films. You're not even talking about Taxi Driver and exactly. comedy and right, on and on and right. On. Not even talking about yeah. that kind of stuff. But his body of work in itself, if he never did another film, is fine. Yeah. One thing I will say about The Irishman. If this is the last film that he ever does, it is the masterpiece that every other filmmaker would wish that they could make. Really. So it's, you know, if he never does anything else. You, well, you is could, that a possibility? Is he going to hang it up? I don't I mean, think is so. Is there a rumor? I mean, he's, he's all, all three, Pacino, De Niro, yeah. Scorsese, they're probably all in their, what, mid-70s maybe? Mid-late 70s, yeah. 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 I don't think he's going to hang it up. Mm -hmm. I mean, just, just wa watching his energy during the press conference and hearing him talk, uh, I don't think he's going to hang it up. Mm -hmm. um, and in the press conference, we really didn't even talk about that, but... Um, they had random names to be drawn for the critics to would kind of determine where you're going to sit. And mine was on the front row. Really? Just really lucky, front row uh, at the press conference. And then they would all also draw names to who would ask questions. I didn't get drawn for that, but the guy beside me did. Yeah. And he had a question, and his, his question was pretty funny. He asked uh, De Niro and Pacino that if they played the opposite roles in this film, The Irishman, how would those roles be different? You know, how would have they yeah. done them differently? And, and Pacino, who I was telling Paul uh, earlier before the show, Pacino was bigger than life. And he was like everything you would expect. You know, he's, he's, you know, when he was in the press conference, he said, oh, I got a story for that. I got a story for that. <laughs> he would get up and he would talk and he was just. So he did fit his stereotype. He fit his stereotype. <laughs> and, and De Niro was just kind of calm and cool. And he would just kind of sit back and he'd address, a, you know, answer a question. But Scorsese, you could, still, you could still tell that he's got this love and this passion for it that he's not going to let go. Right, right. It's still really, really, you know, he's got, I think he's got more stories to tell. So the only, the, only the second time that Pacino and De Niro has been in a film together? I mean, in scenes together, not counting Godfather 2. Right. Um, yeah, there was, uh, there was, was it Heat, Heat? With, with Michael Mann. Yeah. And, and this? And maybe this, yeah. Possibly. That's amazing. Yeah, but, but you know, you can't think about one without thinking about the other. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and so many people, if you just ask yeah. them on the street, they would say, oh, they, they've worked in many films together. Yeah. But uh, it, was, it was an amazing experience. Really glad uh, that I got a chance to do it and, and glad and happy I'm able to share that with, uh, with you as well. Uh, one final thing I do want to share before we get to the quote of the week. Uh, Wes Studi from Last of the Mohicans uh, got an honorary Oscar. Uh, the Who first you worked time, with years ago. Worked with on Last of the Mohicans, and he was the bad guy. He was the evil guy. He was Magua in Last of the Mohicans. Very bad, very evil. But I've got to say, um, off camera, uh, one of the nicest people you will ever meet. And to see him get recognized for his lifetime achievement, for his body of work, over 30 films uh, yeah. in his career, and some amazing films out there as well. Uh, just wanted to say, you know, congratulations and well-deserved. 
for him uh, to get that uh, honorary Oscar. Uh, Gina Davis also got an honorary Oscar uh, and a few others. For Cutthroat uh, Island? Uh, yes, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> for Cutthroat Island. That's exactly right. So uh, we will wrap things up with the movie of the movie, movie quote of the week, as we always do. This comes from uh, Tony from Scarface. I always tell the truth, even if it's a lie. So uh, until next time, uh, Tim and Derek, we appreciate you guys keeping us uh, on, uh, on target. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, Greg Tillman over there beside camera one. Uh, and uh, well. next week we will have a, a full review of The Irishman, and uh, hopefully Thomas Manning can join us, and he'll be uh, giving his thoughts as well. Uh, thank you all. Email us info at c19.tv if you'd like, and if you don't, well, don't. So until next time. And they time. usually don't. <laughs> That's <a wrap. laughs>